So today's loving-kindness practice will have a slightly different flavor. And you probably have heard maybe already this week or just generally in your practice that there's a lot of room for creativity in the loving-kindness practices. They're quite diverse, actually. There's many different angles, many different flavors of love, and many different skillful means or skillful ways to keep this particular theme or attitude in mind. And that's really what it's all about. Because compassion, love, joy, equanimity, these beautiful emotions or beautiful attitudes in a way are more about what's not there than what is there. So it's really more about the absence of ill will and fear and anxiety, the relative absence, right? And we call that relative absence, this expansive, generous quality of love, which has different flavors depending on the experience in the moment, right? If we're around a lot of beauty, then love is gonna look like appreciative joy, gratitude. If we're around around a lot of suffering, then love is gonna look like compassion. If we're around things that are really confusing or ambiguous, it might look like equanimity, the love. So settling in so you feel relatively comfortable. Acknowledging the very simple truth that there is this body, this creature here. And quite naturally, Realizing I do care about this creature, this body sitting. I care enough of the body to be willing to be close, willing to be actually intimate with the buzz of life here in the body. all the movements, all the sensations, hardness, softness, heat, coolness. I care enough of this body to be close and to wish well for the body. May this body be safe from harm and happy May this body be at ease with the changing conditions of this life. I care about this body. And we'll just take some time being creative as you, in a sense, have a serene, generous inner smile, as if your heart itself had a very simple, loving smile toward the body, appreciating the body. And feel free to use some of the traditional phrases. May this body be safe from harm. May it be happy and peaceful. 
may be healthy and live with ease and joy. Or do it in silence, just smiling, a generous, radiant movement of the heart toward the body, including the body. without any exceptions. So making sure to bring this generous warmth and kindness to even the places in the body maybe we tend to ignore or that are unpleasant, painful right now. Even these places of tightness, may you be protected in all ways and happy and peaceful healthy, may you also experience joy and ease. I care about this body. Sensing the whole body without any exceptions, the whole body radiating, vibrating with this generous love and kindness. Notice how appreciative the body is to be receiving this loving attention now. Unconditional acceptance. This body, this body is worthy of love, worthy of forgiveness and patience and kindness. So this is why there's this willingness to completely show up and include the body. And all the creatures, all the bodies here in the room, around us, in the woods.
And noticing the tenderness, the sensitivity of the heart that's right here, right in the middle of everything here. The heart that feels. This heart here that is touched by all the joys and sorrows in life, has been touched, has been tu- is being touched. And we recognize this very simple resonant truth, which is I care, I care deeply about this sensitive heart here. I care enough to tune in, to be aware of the heart now, to feel what's here to feel. To be in relationship with the tender feeling heart. And I care enough to wish well for the heart. May this good heart, this sensitive heart, be safe in all ways. And may it be happy and peaceful, healthy in all ways. May this heart be at ease in this changing world. Realize ease and joy in this changing world, uncertain world. So now we're feeling the heart here as the object of love, caring about wishing well for this sensitive and good heart here. This heart that is capable of real goodness, capable of love and kindness and forgiveness, capable of being touched, seeing clearly. I care about this heart. With my whole heart, I care about this good heart. I care enough to keep it in mind, to not forget. Start over when I do forget. So in a sense, we're practicing smiling at our own heart. This inner heart smile, as if the heart itself was appreciating the heart itself. Really trusting the goodness, the potential for goodness here. Like a beautiful light, a warm, radiant light here at the heart. And the very nature of this goodness here in the heart is to radiate outward, to fill the space of the body, filling the space of the room, all the, our fellow retreatants, staff, 
creatures around us, all our loved ones, all those folks we don't know well, the difficult folks in our life, all beings without exception. We just tune into the radiance of this simple, good heart, generous heart, heart that loves, capable of love and care, and keeping this goodness in mind. And you can use phrases to help you keep this goodness of the heart and mind as it continues to glow or radiate out. Or you can do it in silence and just have the feeling, the expansive feeling of love itself be the object of the meditation. The immeasurable and boundless movement of love that meets whatever shows up in the moment. And if you need a support, the phrase can be quite simple, just repeating the word love or metta or kindness, whatever word you'd like that helps. Just as a way of remembering the basic goodness right here in the center of things, this heart free of all fear and ill will. So before we begin the silence, Let me repeat the way the phrase the Buddha used. Some of you know it's a very common phrase in the discourses when the Buddha is talking about metta and the other wholesome attitudes. I will abide pervading this heart with the quality of loving kindness. Fading the first quarter, what's in front, the second quarter to the right, third quarter behind, fourth quarter to the left, above and below, all around, everywhere and every way, I will abide pervading the all-encompassing world with this heart glowing with kindness abundant, exalted, boundless and immeasurable, free from fear and ill will, I will abide in all this goodness. So again, paraphrasing the Buddha's words, I will abide pervading all quarters, above and below, all around, everywhere, every way. 
I will abide pervading the all-encompassing world with this heart imbued with kindness, with love. Abundant, not running out. Exalted, beautiful. Free from hostility, free from fear and ill will. I will abide. Resting in love, trusting it. Noticing its expansive quality and using images and phrases as you need them. But when the feeling, the expansive feeling of love is strong enough, then just keeping it in mind as your object. So we'll continue now in silence.
finding the skillful means to keep love in mind. Keeping the basic goodness of the heart in mind and noticing its natural tendency to want to expand and include others, even difficult, challenging people. Everybody is included in the radiance of a good heart. If possible, 
at least in moments, experiment with keeping the attitude of love, of kindness in mind without the need for mental images or words. Just the attitude, the beautiful attitude itself can be the object of awareness and its expansive quality. But that at other times, feel free as needed to bring in an image of a loved one, for example, or some phrase or word to remind the heart of its own goodness so that once again, it can be remembered and felt and appreciated, kept in mind and allowed to expand.
It's okay if it feels like a stretch. This effort to notice the beautiful, simple but beautiful attitude of kindness, metta, without the use of words, phrases, mental images, to learn to rest or trust in it, feel it expand like a warm light that shines out in all directions naturally, effortlessly, filling the space of the heart, the body and mind, and out where from there, touching everything. Everything's included in its wholesome radiance and the good wishes of the good heart. Again, as the Buddha says, I will abide pervading all quarters, above and below, all around, everywhere and every way. I will abide the all-encompassing world with this heart imbued with goodness, with kindness, abundant, exalted, boundless, no beginning and end. I will abide free from all ill will, not afraid to love.
And if anything arises that seems to disturb or reduce this radiance of love, just see if it can be included. This too. This too is deserving of love, forgiveness, of kindness, patience, understanding. Again, the heart can smile at this too. It's not so much about doing metta as much as it is about resting or being metta, being this goodness. We have time for a couple questions before the next walking period. Any questions about this practice? Yeah, Freda. You found it helpful to do that, yeah, internally. Yeah, because it maybe for you it. Or for us, it can have that sense of circulating. Yeah. And that's very much related. You know, whether, like different people, words will mean different things. So that sense of expansion, boundless. But it's really about no inside, no outside. Right? That everything belongs. That's really the flavor of love. Right? Like as a, feeling into the experience of love, it has that, that sort of natural tendency to include, to fill space. Like the image, the ancient image that was used is how water knows how to fill the shape of any jar. Metta, love, 
knows how to show up in any situation. It doesn't have a problem with complexity or nuance. I mean, when our heart is really generous and good, it, see, it doesn't matter if the situation we're walking into is really complex because we just love unconditionally. It doesn't mean we're not going to say what needs to be said, but it, the action and the sort of the complexity doesn't complicate the love or doesn't, right? Do, do you understand what I'm saying? So that that's, helps us understand the experience of metta, this spiritual love or whatever, you know, this basic, this inherent goodness. Like when the mind is free of ill will, then the heart, the mind, naturally is inclusive in this way. It doesn't have self-centered agendas, right? Because it's in this moment or for these moments relatively free of that ill will or that fear. Yeah, other thanks, Freda. Other comments or questions before we do our walking? Yes. Any other strategies or suggestions for generalizing that, like into very challenging situations? So, like, I work in a special needs preschool with really severely impaired kids who are um, can be very aggressive and can be very chaotic at times. And I can certainly hold love for them, like now. <laughs> and you know, and even though externally I'm acting in compassionate ways, it can still be really hard in those moments in which, you know, a chair is coming your way or someone's biting you or something like that. <laughs> Any strategies for helping to bridge that? <laughs> yeah, I had I have have a similar background, um, so I I know how challenging that can be, and that it's just interesting how we always forget about ourselves. Because we're often, you see, it's, it's, there's nothing wrong in going back to yourself because it isn't, the point is just to find it somewhere, love, some authentic goodness. Because once it's found, then it can, you know, then it can be remembered, kept in mind. And if it's kept in mind, what is it going to do? It's going to expand naturally to be more inclusive of the naughty children. (laughs) So just like the easy place to begin is to realize how hard it is to be the adult in the room. What a setup it is (laughs) to basically be there addressing all of what has gone in like culturally and genetically and whatever makes a child really upset, you know, and then there you are with the responsibility of keeping people safe. And boy, that's hard for me. Right? And so we can have compassion and love for ourselves. And then it will naturally expand out to include everybody. And that's not our business because it's the nature of love to be inclusive. Our business as the practitioner is to keep it in mind. So it's, in a sense, it's a mindfulness activity, but it, with an exclusive object. The object is the attitude of love or the attitude of metta. And we can do whatever helps to keep the actual attitude of metta in mind. But it's nice to learn how to go in the direction of 
not needing too many crutches or prompts, right? Because then it then it's easier to sense it as a, a real force of nature instead of something I've constructed or I'm kind of revving up or making happen. Because we really want to trust that natural expansion of love. And it will f- you will feel at times that it has its own momentum. It wants to go out. It wants to include. It, want, it will find a way to keep to let this person into our heart. Oh yeah, you get to come in too. <laughs> Physically, I don't want to be anywhere near you. But in the radiance of love, you belong. Yeah. It's interesting who shows up then. You sure you're going to let that person in? Yeah. I have no choice. Right? Because it isn't a choice. That's what love is. You know, because... Love understands everything's nature, everything's deserving of being included. You know, it would be like going into the woods and saying, you know, and we do this, like once we start to learn about birds or, I, I'm, I made the mistake of learning that one of the most common species in the lower 48 is an invasive, invasive species, I think originally from England, some of, some of you are birders, you probably even know, it's some kind of a sparrow, I think. But anyway, they're everywhere, and they're a very aggressive species of birds, and they like, you see them dominate the bird feeders. And, uh, you know, once I learned that, I started having preferences, you know, like, oh, you're a bad bird. (laughs) And the chickadees, and the cardinals, and the, you know, the other birds, finches, good birds. You know, you are the ones I want to feed. Thanks, everyone. So just like as you continue in the, into the evening, the afternoon, and at dinner, dinner's a, a nice time, like in that room, just to playfully see, like, can you keep the attitude of love met in mind? And like, you just get really skilled at, you know, it's sort of a, um, a real art, like how we keep it in mind, how we keep the momentum going looking at this versus looking at this, bringing this to mind versus bringing that to mind. Because some objects will support the flavor of love. Regrets, grievances, right? That doesn't support love. That supports ill will. And what we pay attention to really matters, especially in these practices, right? Because these practices are all about an exclusive attention. That's how it differs from our general mindfulness practice. I mean, we do sometimes mindfulness that's exclusive, like when we're really using an anchor, right? That's more at the exclusive end of the spectrum. But lots of time, especially in the way we gave instructions this retreat, it's more of an inclusive, whatever object is predominant. Yeah, this is being known. But with metta, everything can happen but we're using this particular filter or particular attitude. We're looking with kindness or receiving the experience with kindness. We're really, like uh, Annie uh, talked about her first talk, you know, the attitude of kindness really supporting awareness practice. So you can uh, keep that in mind through the evening. Have a nice dinner time and walk.
Thank you for listening. To learn how you can support the teachers and Dharma Seed, please visit dharmaseed.org slash donate.